Hey, Rad, what's going on? Ashwagandha. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Uh, Ashwagandha root. Mm. It's a plant okay. of sorts. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually seen the plant, but they take the root, grind it up to a powder, and I put it in tea, not every day, many days, and uh, my ginger, my ginger turmeric tea in the mornings, mm. and... Uh, it is said to have all kinds of actually, and I've read some of the uh, scientific. Uh, what are those called? Pure, peer-reviewed documents mm. on it that show its benefits to metabolism. What is that gland? Thyroid, thyroid, thyroid function, stabilizing thyroid function. It is a, um, it is an adaptogenic herb. Yeah, but what uh, does it do for you? I don't know. I just kind of like the taste of my tea. So. <laughs> <laughs> the truth <laughs> is spoken. Cool. Hey, I mean, if you like it. I also like saying it the way yeah. Ashwagandha. Yeah, yeah. Just the way it rolls off yeah. there. Wakanda. Wakanda forever. <laughs> welcome back or welcome to More in Common if this is your first time joining us. Uh, we seek to inspire thoughtful and honest conversation that leads to action and positive change. And ultimately, what we're trying to do is expose that we have more in common than that which divides us, even if it's rooted in different points of view. Um, you know, before we get into it today, Rodney, I want to go back and ask you what was one of your key takeaways from our from our last conversation with Alex Shaiz. That no parent wants to deal with preparing their children for things like racism or any difficult conversation um, in general and they happen all over but the moment when I asked Shy about it and just her response and it kind of took her back a little bit uh, it it just highlighted for me that no parent wants to think about that it was it was such a raw and powerful moment in that conversation for sure yeah what about you the power of of taking the time to connect mm-hmm. uh, when you when you think and you know this is more from us but at the beginning of that conversation shy was a little little you know reserved trying to feel us out and get into the conversation and you know by an hour hour in um she was calling us our home is what we're homies, talking yeah. about the n-word right so um you know just the the power of patience and and taking the time to to get to know somebody before you have tough conversations about anything i just i, I it was a, a really awesome I guess, validation of what we're trying to accomplish and demonstrate in, in conversation. Green. She was, cause she was definitely tentative yeah. and then, and she wrote a comment too. She said yeah. she forgot she was being interviewed. Yeah. And so it was, it was just, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, glad to, to review that. Now, what, what do we, what do we got today? Today we have Kent, AKA the lock West monster, the lock West monster. He's a Cali native. He's from Linwood, which is in the middle of the heart of L.A. Uh, he's a kid of the 80s, like us. He is a musician. He's a poet. He's a rapper. He loves people. He uh, is a very thoughtful guy, a very thoughtful person. And we had a fun conversation. We spent a lot of time, we spent a lot of time with him, talking to him. And uh, 
had a lot of fun with this one. Yeah, it was a, it was it was definitely the it was the first execution where all three of us were in the same room. So True. We, we spent a lot of time with them. It was a, it was a tough one to edit down, but in this, you know, we're 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 excited. We talk about the importance of family. Yep hip-hop culture, gang culture. We talk about business and the importance of people to, to, to the Lockless Monster. Um, we, we also talk about the N-word like we yep. did with Alex and get a, get a different perspective. <laughs> Recurring themes. Yeah, I mean, considering he uses it quite a bit, as couple he times, says. Couple times. As he says. In, He's in an entrepreneur. Episode. We didn't, that's yep. the business. He is an entrepreneur yeah. for sure. And as you said, he, he loves people. He's a lover of people. We talk, we talk a fair amount about that. We talk about a lot more. So we're excited to, to bring bring the, the episode to you and um, you know I hope you enjoy the show. Lock West Monster. Let's go. When they tell me look alive, I just look them in the eye. When you a hustler from the jump, that's already suicide. They say a young nigga out of touch with my reality. Fuck them, tell them niggas I ain't nothing, I ain't have to be. Student of the game, blame the niggas in my faculty. They mad at me. Today. We are with Mr. Lock West. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me, man. man thank you for sitting down with us. You said Lin- Linwood Lock. This is fly. Yeah, that's my little nickname. I kind of gave that to myself. I'm from Linwood. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Where did Lock West come from? I get that one a lot in every interview I've done. Um, so, you know, the legend of the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, you know, you know he's out there. You know he's a beast. You've never really seen him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you hear about the legend. I used to get that all the time when I first came up in the industry. Like, you know, like every time I would introduce myself at a show, or man, I heard of you. Like, so, you know, I just, I'm from the West Coast, you know, put the West on it and we just roll with that. It's very subliminal because now that you say that, I did think about the Loch Ness. Yeah, that's that's what that's where it stemmed from, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole derivative, you feel me? So earlier you said I asked you about social justice and you said overrated. Yes, yeah. let's start there. Yeah, like I'm let's curious, start. like what do you mean? Yeah, because look, everybody wants to be socially just and treated fair. But the same motherfuckers don't even treat their family members fair. You understand? So when I say overrated, I mean that it's overrated in the personal minds of people. Mm. You know what I mean? The same guy who wants to stand up to the government and wants to do all that. Ask him how he treats his wife. Yeah. Ask him has he seen his children in a yeah. while. Ask him are his bills paid or is the lights on? Have they been turned off? And you'll see, listen, you can't be a nation a society, a group, you can't be that until you can be a family. And you can't be a family until you're a whole person, or at least trying to be. You feel me? So I just feel like they got the wagon before the horse. So when I said overrated, that means that they're putting this shit a little too high up on the... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you wouldn't have to fight for it so hard if you weren't a nasty person. Because then you'll produce a good family and that family will produce a good environment and that environment produce a good city, community, and then it'll keep Same. going. You feel me? There you go. West Coast. But where does it all start? At home, like yeah. with the person. Exactly. And that's why the social part of it is just overrated, bro. Yeah. So you're saying, are you, are you implying that it kind of gives people an excuse to not work on their own stuff? Yeah, that's exactly what it does, it, bro. I mean, look, listen to this. The eye beholds everything except itself. Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. Period. You gotta start start at home. Period, bro. There's no two ways yeah. about it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, But that's what I aim to do. And it's, look, it's hard, man. The hardest enemy to conquer is the one that's in the bed with you. It's hard to look in that mirror, bro, and say I'm the problem. That's hard. I get it. 
But shit, it's got to be done. You know what I mean? That's just it's, what it is, it's bro. Very hard. Yeah. So, so, so where'd you start out? In terms of where'd you grow up? I grew up Linwood, man. The corner of Carlin Ave and Bullets. Right there on that corner. It all started right there. So, uh, you know, I came, my mom, my dad, they all went to Linwood High and shit like that. So the roots is deep, you know. So growing up in LA in the 80s and 90s, what was that like? And what's some of the stuff that sticks, that stands out? Because I can tell, because like I asked that because I'm from Indiana. Right. He's from New Hampshire. Uh I can tell you what the news portrayed it as. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, well, look, think? let me tell you something. Uh, it's always been fun. It's no place like it. It's always been dope as it is. You know what I mean? But the main thing I can remember is like two things. The family and the core values of a lot of L.A. people and a lot of L.A. families and the gang culture. And of course, that's probably what y'all saw on TV. Right. Well, that's the thing, I mean, that's right? like, that's I, like I, all, I all, what do we have outside of... Like, I grew up... I mean, I'm obviously... I think outside the box and outside sure. of myself, but I grew up in 96% white state. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, everything you hear about, no, I've lived in Chicago for 10 and a half years. Right. <laughs> right. But um, everything you hear about it, the gang culture and things like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, what is that? Now for, for a guy like me, white guy, Midwest, Northeast, like, I've never been around it. Yeah. I, yeah. You only yeah. see what's on TV. Yeah. You only hear about that you know what it is so i'm just yeah and it's interesting too because you right? opened with family core values yeah and people like my family that's still in the midwest they're like yeah we would never live in california because there's no values right. out there and yeah that's, well right, that's a perception i don't think yeah. it's true. well of course of course but what they i think what they mean to say is like they don't have our values there right, right. that's what they mean when they yeah. say yeah they don't really yeah but um i you know everybody is you know i feel like everybody is kind of like the puzzle piece to their culture that's what that's what a human being is that's what you are that's what your genetics is where you fall on the earth you feel what i'm saying it's like where you are on earth that's why your hair grow like that your skin look like that your eye like you know you get what i'm saying so naturally the mentality follows that you feel what i'm saying like if i grow up in you know cold ass snowy ass chicago I'm, a, I'm probably more than likely gonna, or you know, where it's unbearably hot in the summertime, yeah. you know, shit, no matter why so many killings, shit is irritable, man, like, damn, I, it's, nah, that's real, yeah, like, the true. science of it is yeah, fucking yeah, with my, yeah, it's like, true. damn, yeah. Heat wave, you know, yeah, smog, yeah. smog you know? was bad, yeah. out here, I just feel like, you know, killing and the crime and the, that shit is so prevalent because there's too many people, it's just too many motherfuckers and there's so much shit to do. The weather is good, everybody's always everybody's outside. Always, everybody's always so you busy. always in traffic, you always, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And that, that plays on the psyche a bit. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you, when you narrow it down, you feel me? But even with that, like being in Indiana, I was closer to the murder capital in Gary. Hell yeah. yeah. Gary that's another thing, uh, but that's, that's poverty driven. Gary, just ain't enough money there, yeah. you know what I mean? But then you said the gang culture, like that was just a piece of the culture in LA. Oh, well, yeah, bro, it's just what it is. Look, this is, and I'm sure Swag can vouch for this. Look, man, and and if you born in Los Angeles, I don't care if you white, black, yellow, green, or blue, okay? You, if, if you're not a gang member, you're related to one or you know one, or you've met one that you're friends with. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, whereas in other states, that shit is just unheard of. And that's what I mean when I say gang culture. I don't mean it pejoratively. I don't mean it in a negative fashion. I'm just saying that's part of the fabric of our culture. That's what it is. Like New York and Chicago is with mafia shit. 
that's just a part of the culture. Them gangsters too. Yep. See what yeah. I'm saying? It's just yeah. woven into the culture. It's how yeah. it is, bro. So you were around it a lot. Like you, yeah, you don't oh, have yeah, it in your yeah, family. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, homie, like uncles. No, but I mean also. How does that impact you? That's like, the, 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 well. I don't, I don't want, I mean, it impacted me directly, right. right? But I've never been a gang member a day in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had a good, great childhood mm-hmm. growing up. I mean, we still had the fair share of shootouts. You know, nigga, don't go down that street, don't wear that color. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We still had our fair share of close comings. I had family members, you know, die, get killed, shotgun down. You know, no, I know niggas that did the killing, like, you know, 25 of life family members, but... I think where it plays back into the hybrid part of me, just because my family is huge. So just as many, you know, strikes we have against us, we got building blocks. You feel what I'm saying? So like, I got family members with PhDs. I got some that wrote books. I got, you know what I'm saying? So me being a kid, it was just. You saw it all. And I just, you know, I mean, you'd be, I I had my pick. Is that how you stayed out of it? That's exactly, well, I stayed out of it because I just liked people, homie. I was social. I was. You know what I mean? Like, I got along with everybody. It's like, man, if, if you had a problem with me, something wrong with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just couldn't see myself, you know what I mean? I go to school with this nigga, elementary through junior high. Right. High school come, now I'm feeling myself, okay? I probably choose the gang I live around. Now I just can't get along with you no more. For just because you went that Different way. Different yeah, just yeah, yeah, I just can't do it. I, I, that just wasn't for me. Did you get the pressure to do it, to be in it? Being that you... Yeah. Well, how, like, is that even a thing? Like, is it, yeah. is it pressure or is it a choice? It's a, bro, it's a little bit of... I mean, look, man, you just become a product of your environment, bro. It's like, look, I had a mom, bro, that just did not play. Yeah. You understand? And there's a saying that a man don't want no issue with the woman of his house. Now, I don't care if you call her a wife, your mama, whoever, the woman you live with, if she calls her you hell, nigga, you would do anything to not have that. Right. And my mom was all about it. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying, nigga? She was all about the confrontation. And she was like, look, I will die, nigga, happily in my grave before the streets get my son. Mm. And so I think that was instrumentally the single most thing that kept me out because I knew, homie, it just wasn't, she wasn't going to back off of me. And I'm not a kind, I don't want no Yeah, man. You don't want to be arguing with your mom. Yeah, and I'm not trying to paint myself out to be no angel. I did my fair share of dirt with my fair share of niggas. You feel what I'm saying? But, you know, it was different. Like, I I had, right, yeah, of course. Like, so like, my, I had, example, couple of the niggas I hung out with in high school, okay? One day I'm walking around, I got a little progress report, report card in my pocket, my shirt pocket. I'm just walking, whatever. The homie playing around, he snatched it out of my pocket. You know, he identified me as be like him. I'm with him. We doing our little dirt every day. So he opened it up. Ah, he looked he was like he was like, nigga, you get good grades. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that just that just all goes back to that shit. Like my mama just didn't play, bro. And I ain't want no problems. You know what I mean? She used to be like, look, homie, you can do everything my way or you can do nothing. And I see to it. I'll fuck your life up, G. <laughs> That's real. No, nah, my mama, man. So I was like. So I had my choices. It's like, look, homie, I don't want no problem. And that's probably what kept me out of most of the trouble I was in. Now you said gang va- gangs and family values. What's family values mean to you? Uh, my, all of my family, including my mom, is like from the South. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Where, so Arkansas, Helena. Okay. You know what I mean? And um, if you look at a lot of the black people or black families that come from like that deep Southern culture where all you had was each other because you were just dirt, poor, yeah. whatever. 
that's kind of like the values that we were raised with just out here. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> we all, we are a huge family. You know what I'm saying? I think when my grandmother died on the obituary, it was probably like 40 something cousins written on there. Wow. You understand? Yes. My grandmother had 13 kids. You feel me? So, but as huge of a family we are, man, we so tight. You wouldn't believe it. You know, this house on Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving is just full of people yeah. and just family members and yeah. friends and kids. And that's just how my grandmother raised us, homie. And so, you know, those values, we just never leave them. We're all so close. You know what I mean? Like when so when people come over or friends or whatever, they just look they like, damn, I'm like, right. But the, it's just funny how we all are just so close and identify with each other. Yeah. All of us. Now, who came from Arkansas? Your grandmother? Came? My grandmother, my grandfather. Okay. And all of my mom's brothers and sisters, all of them. So they laid the groundwork with yes. 13 kids. I mean, my mom was like five when she came. Yeah. So, I mean, is she really from Arkansas? Right, right. You see what I'm saying? But her oldest brother was already like 16, 17, 18. Do you know what brought them out here? Yeah, money. Yeah. Yeah, my uncles was truck drivers and shit. Back then, you know, they let a 15-year-old drive a truck. He started driving. You know, that's in the South, bro. Yeah, Who's right, around right, to stop right, you from doing that? Right. So he started doing that at like 15. By the time he was like 17, he told some of my other uncles, like, yo, you need to get with this. Right. So, you know, driving trucks, you see in the country, you see in places. Yeah. He saw L.A., homie. He saw Compton, Stevenson Village. He was like, we can do this. So um, he called my other uncle out here they worked together for a minute driving trucks but they kept you know they stayed here and then next thing you know they was like let's send for everybody to come out some flew some drove yeah but everybody came that's cool it was like 15 of them in one house yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah, 13 kids <laughs> 13, 13 yeah, yeah man, that's a lot of kids right now are you an only or do you have brothers? no nah, i got i have uh, two sisters and a brother. Okay. Yeah, I'm the oldest, though. Yeah, the oldest. Yeah. yeah. And as you look at, like, okay, you said building businesses. What does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. Well, building businesses and building brands is just, you know, creating a plateau for um, myself and multiple people to branch off of, to learn from, to eat from, to, to multiply from, you know what I mean? And to learn how to extend our hand and create <clears throat> a situation where our financial gains afloat. We, we talk about that, about this generational wealth, especially yeah. in the black community, yeah. right? Like creating yeah. that, so. Um, what, what leads you to do that? What makes you wanna be in that place? Like you started rapping at 16, right? Uh, I started I started rapping at that yeah about yeah. that age yeah recording and stuff like that but what made me want to build it into a business yeah. because uh, you know I read a lot and I, I hear you know they say if you do something you love you'll never have to work a day in your life so you know what I'm saying it's like if I'm gonna start a business bro why not you know do it as something that I absolutely love that came to me as a gift you know I didn't give it to myself I was just able to rhyme or write or just you know what I'm saying I just so um, that's kind of where it stands from. So what got you into to rap in the beginning? I used to write poetry when I was young. Mm -hmm. I was always into writing, just writing things down. And um, you know, I say it all the time, bro. When you come up in urban communities, you know, or anywhere you come up, you kind of just get pigeonholed into doing what's, what the custom is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, even though we love our Maya Angelou's and we love our, you know, Khalil Gibran's and people like that who write poems, it's like, nigga, we do hip hop, bro. That's our poetry. That's our news. That's our weather. That's our, you know what I'm saying? 
And so those poems started turning themselves into raps and rhymes. And uh, like I say, bro, you get a, a few head nods, a few oohs and ahs. Right. You all, yeah, right. Yeah, you know what I mean? When you when people actually like or appreciate what you do or yeah. And that kind of just kicked that direction. Yeah. So you, you talk about the community of hip hop and this is it's in, I'm glad you brought that up because it's interesting, especially from my background and where this comes from. Right. right. <laughs> um, what does that mean? The community of hip hop, yeah, the culture, that culture. Um, they understand what it means. I mean, like, I, 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 and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. If I ask them, whatever, like, if I ask a grunge person or a goth person, what that means, what that culture is, they yeah. can tell you. Yeah. Right. And if I, you, and you were to walk into a goth club dressed the way we are, mm -hmm. they'd all look at us pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Why? because it's readily identifiable that you don't identify with what we do. Sure. It's the same thing in hip hop, you know what I mean? But because it's been so commercialized and because it's been just so raped and just taken advantage of, that's the disdain people feel. That's the energy around it. Why? Because it wasn't safeguarded. You know what I mean? You let infiltrators in. You let posers in. What specifically are you pointing to in hip hop? Like that's... that's like, look, man. Um, you take a guy like, I was watching the NWA movie the other day, mm -hmm. okay? Now I love business, I love entrepreneurship, I love this guy, I like what he did, you know, but there was a scene in there where uh, Jimmy Iovine was talking to Dr. Dre, mm -hmm. okay? And he says, look man, I don't know anything about hip hop. I don't know nothing, all I know is this works, mm -hmm. okay? Did I heard it, I like it. Now you can, I appreciate it. Jimmy Iovine for saying that, sure. but what happens? You let him in. Yeah, and you see, he took over. now, yeah. now he's in. Yeah. Okay. Now he's looking for something. You you let somebody in that didn't know shit or even develop an appreciation for the culture in its entirety. Yeah. He just liked you. Yeah. You understand? So I mean, uh, it's a give and take thing, but that's what you get when that ha that's what happens. When you let people like that, it's just what happens, bro. It's not, I'm not saying it's good or bad. Or but it changes the culture. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is, bro. Now, are you trying, because when you look at it on a national scale, yeah. right? Like there is that commercialization component that sways the way people think about it when it's deeper than that. Right. I've been on this, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. This idea, you know, we got a lot of people in this country, a lot more than we did in 1950, right? Right. And that creates a... We have this national culture that's kind of shrinking down to a community-based culture with some, a few national ideals. Okay. There's a lot of people who still want to hang on to those national ideals, yep. right? We all know what those are. Mm -hmm. um, but hip-hop's got it's a legitimate culture within itself that doesn't necessarily mean anything to anybody else other than I'm listening to the music and, you know, you, can, you buy off of it. And I'm curious because you say it kind of got bastardized over time yep. and you're in it. Are you trying to bring its core back? Uh, like, yeah. what are you trying to do with it? I just see a lot of the people today or these days just buying into what somebody else is doing, seeing that it works and just running with that. Yeah, totally. Which, look, I don't blame That's them. Practice. You know what I'm saying? It's like, look, don't reinvent the wheel, right? I mean, uh, the, everybody wants to take the path of least resistance, right? Mm -hmm. But at what point in time does that just become a socialist thing? Everybody's just doing the same shit with the same idea and the same outcome, right? And if, okay, you want to talk about the money, that's cool, right? I mean, yeah, it's treasure troves of money to be made. These niggas got buku bucks, whatever, right? 
But I mean, if money really look, I love money like the next person. I'm not finna sit up here and bullshit you, okay? But if money really meant something to some, if that was really what it was, go take the hundred dollar bill and give it to the a kid in the middle of the Amazon forest, okay? And if he got sense enough, he'll wipe his ass with it and give it back to you. You understand? He use it for toilet paper, right? Now, whenever I give that example, I gave it before people look at me like, yeah, I'm like, right. Okay, money only means what well, we've agreed. Well, there you go. It only has a meaning. You apply to it. What you give it. It's the same thing. I think. See, so when you create that that money monger attitude, you know what I'm saying? Then that, that the shit gets watered down as well. So when it goes back to like the community thing, the poverty and being poverty stricken, that shit has just made it all about how much money we can get from this shit. Yeah. And that causes you to start treating something like a hoe. That's what you're treating it like. A, a motherfucking prostitute. We talk about capitalism a lot. Mm -hmm. And it kind of talks about the capitalism influence on, in this case, hip-hop. But on anything, really. How how the, the drive to make more money can uh, water down. Which is, is not a bad thing, man. You know what I'm saying? It's not a bad thing to want to well, go out yeah. and make money and provide it. That's not bad. I'm not saying that. Right, right. Right? But when you start to put that over things... Over the process, when you start to over put that product. over the product and over the decision and right. over the substanti substantiated things, the things that keep something afloat, when you just put like, if I know I'm selling you some bullshit, but you're going to pay top dollar for it, I'm going to sell it to you anyway, yeah, knowing that when you drive off, yeah. the shit going to break and go a yeah. hundred ways. So how do you, as somebody who's super interested in business and has a personal brand and is building brand, uh -huh. like... How do you balance that? Look, bro, you, that, what does look, that mean for you? You have to stay true yeah. to the product. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like how do you how do you balance what making money or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or not or not putting money over how do you not that product the quality of the product where all of a sudden money becomes the driver. Well, I'll tell you what, look, so I mean, listen, two people one day had a penny each in their pocket, okay? They traded pennies, they still each had one penny. That's money. The same two people had ideas in their head. They traded ideas, now they each got two ideas. You understand? Now look at that. So is it the money or is it you? You have to look it. If I drop a $100 bill on the floor, if if the wind don't blow or a motherfucker don't come and take it, when I come tomorrow, it's just gonna be a $100 bill on the floor. And the next day, and the next day, it's what I do with the money. So who is it really? Is it this fucking money or is it me? I, you have to believe in yourself. I'm I'm the value, not this. Right. And when you realize that, that shit gonna follow you. The money gonna come. And that's what I build my brands and businesses off of. That. I am the value here. We are the value here. Our product and what we represent is the value. And if we show that our value is this, what's gonna follow it? That. The, 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 you know, the price and, you know, but we can't put it the reverse way around. As you say that, I was thinking about corporate America because there's been in the last few years like this shift of companies like finally realizing or coming back to realizing that the people that work there matter. Yeah. And like, but they are the company. Right. right? And the customers. Yeah. But it's been such a long period of time where it's just like stock outcome stock value. Outcome can I, out, can I, um, can we outdo profits from last year? Can we make more money? Can we? And don't, listen, those are, but the, what I don't want to get like misunderstood like that. for oh. is that's not anything it's not wrong those it's good to have goals and reach and attain and go that's better i do that shit with music i want to make this album better than the last that's yeah. fine yeah. but Without what, what happened right right but what yeah exactly but what happens when i start to put money over those things mm -hmm. so what is that brand for the lock west then like when we talk about okay we want to with this process making making music 
making the next album better, bringing people in. The name of my brand, okay, is called Vibe Junkies, right? Um, and so what that means is a vibe is the energy created around you or whatever energy you create. It's created, okay? Now, we all know what a junkie is, right? That's, that's somebody who fiends for a certain thing, usually drugs involved, right? But in, essentially, what we all are are vibe junkies. Why? Wherever you go to club at, wherever you go to work out at the gym, wherever, you're seeking a certain type of energy. You're looking for a vibe, mm -hmm. okay? And look, you'll get in your car and drive 30 minutes to a club in Hollywood to go get it. Mm -hmm. like, a, like a junkie will to go get it, you understand? Mm -hmm. We are all essentially vibe junkies. You see, you wanna go to the church you like because you like that vibe. And if your church is 30 minutes away, you'll get in your car and drive 30, you see how it works? So that's, that's my brand. I'm trying to get us all to see that we all are our own vibe. And we all are, are we junkies for whatever vibe that we want to create. I didn't think about the meaning of that when I heard it, when I when I read it earlier. But thinking about, okay, more in common. So we're trying to, our social hypothesis is that we all have more in common than not. Whether right. you grew up here or you grew up yeah. in New Hampshire or you yeah. grew up in right. Tallahassee, wherever. And the energy, so it's interesting. I've been talking about energy a lot recently. And... You know, you think about uh, Republican, Democrat, uh, conservative, liberal, um, whatever, clubs. Like, it's all energy. You, you go to where you get the energy. So how do you start to, how do you, how do you join different vibes, different energies? Mm. Well, look, or how do you think about that? In terms of your brand bringing other vibes together that may. Well, look, see, that's, that's the. Vibe. Like, for instance, we were talking about music. You listen to everything. Right. So, like. You want people to listen to you that wouldn't necessarily maybe. Well, okay. There's a, I mean, there's a methodology to everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if I want to catch trout, then I have to bait with whatever trout eat. Oh. If I want to catch swordfish, and there's different methodologies to that, right? But we have to understand that not everything is going to be able to be. For everybody. Yeah, join together. Sure. Okay. Now, once you understand that vibe, then you can go about the world bringing everybody together. Yeah. Because when you realize that people are fine existing in their own environment and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? They'll come together over an idea one day. You feel what I'm saying? And that's the groundwork you lay. Everybody at one point in time is going to come together over an idea. That's a fact. Whether you oppose to the idea or not has nothing to do with it. You're going to come, you're going to meet each other over an idea. Right. You know what I'm saying? I met you guys over the idea that conversations need to be had. Yeah. And we need to have them with different people in different walks of life. You see? Mm -hmm. I took the interview yeah. because I agree with that. Yeah. Or I disagree. What whatever. You right. say, but we can't right. vibe yeah. junkie. We chased it. See what I'm saying? Right. And I think what's right. interesting too, just in having that same vibe, we get to learn about you're doing exactly the same thing we're trying to do. Just in my own lane. That's it. It's like, bro, you can drive a Rolls Royce. I'm driving a Corvette. He's in a limo. There's somebody else in a Hummer. You understand? But we all on that and we all going north. You see what I'm saying? You may be going a little faster than me, looking a little flashier. That's okay. Okay. I may not want to drive. I'm on the, I'm in the, in the limo on my phone. I got, you know what I'm saying? But we all, you know, and I think um, it's, the society has lived in a very egocentric way. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 
it's not even ethnocentric no more. It's like it used to be like it's just ego. It's just all it's me, me, me. And so if the world don't do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it, or if they don't think like me, act like me, walk like me, talk like me, I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah fuck that. I ain't never been like that. Yeah. And I don't plan on being, you know. I mean, those of us who are like minded will eventually find each other or be together in the end, homie. But I'm just not going to not I fuck with somebody because he he don't think like me or. Yeah talk like me or what I'm, I'm very interested in people and energy and vibes that's something you because you, you said that earlier you've always just been like interested right and so what i'm saying is it seems to here's good here goes the egocentric part of me it seems to work for me mm-hmm. so perhaps it'll work for other people yeah. let me be a good example and show them see what i'm saying and right it's, and it's you know and and oftentimes when we talk about this type of thing it's in the framework of business ownership, owning my own thing, doing my own thing. Right. But some people's vibes are working for somebody else, and that's cool too. Yeah, right? man. Yeah. They're, they they love what they do. They're on this corporate career track. That's cool. That, well, that works for you. You right? gonna need employees. We're gonna need employees. That's it. Like right. it's it's all you know. It's all about finding your lane. That's it. And and you know if you want to cross over into somebody else's and realize that one's going too fast, you can go back. And that's just what it is, bro. And yeah. that's where vibe junkies stems from it really is it was really just based on the life of me you know my business partner and my best friend his name is aj it really just we call him jizzle you know what i'm saying it really just stemmed off the life that we live and how we are you know what i'm saying me and jizzle like people come around us and they are just so i mean our whole crew face you know what i'm saying poke swag everybody you know you take everybody it's they come around and they cannot believe and i hate to make it uh, uh, a race or cultural, but they cannot believe a group of black men, adult men, not kids, not children. They can't believe how much we get along, how much we love each other, and how much we absolutely appreciate being around each other and each other's energy. They can't believe it. Let's talk about that because there is a yeah. huge race thing right there. Yeah. With our American culture. Sure. And how it looks at black men, and how black people look at black men. Yep. And uh, there, I mean, there's surveys of children. I think six year olds being asked, like, showing a picture of a white man and a black man, and then being afraid of the black man mm-hmm. for like no reason. And you you say people get around a group and like they're surprised, like, oh wait, yeah. they're intelligent, they're running running business together, they get along. And they just can't believe how well we get along and how much we love each other and how much time we spend together as a group. They can't believe it. Yeah. You understand? And these are people, I don't have any, but they got children, families, but we still, they just can't believe it. Well, I got, I mean, yesterday we were meeting with some people around LA and I saw, I specifically saw two black men with yeah. babies. Mm-hmm. One in down Santa, one in Venice, uh, walking his daughter down the street and one in Playa Vista, he had a stroller. And like, I'm out with my daughter every day. And uh, I'm just like, I don't see this a lot. And it, it, I, it just specifically stuck out yesterday. And I was just like, man, I want to do a photo series. Cause like, People in the U.S., they, got, they just don't see it. They don't see black men as fathers. They don't see black men as loving or caring. So we're going to get into that. That's by design for two reasons, right? So one, you have to look at who it is that's telling the stories, mm-hmm. okay? That's just a fact. We have to look at who's telling the stories, who's doing what. Two, you have to look at what, what kind of favors have we done for ourselves, okay? What kind of pictures, what kind of behaviors have we exhibited to even be able to put that on display or make it believable see personal responsibility homie 
Okay. Now we can't be mad because somebody brought a camera and showed how we were really acting and how we were really looking. Okay. And then, but then they took it and embellished it. You know, glorified it. They put bells and whistles. Right. Now that's on them. That's their blood. They're gonna have to deal with. You understand? But we did not do any favors with the behavior. So I gotta ask, like, what do you think hip hop's part is in that, or or is there? I think hip hop. Because uh, some people, because uh, some people I'll claim tell you, hip hop I'll tell is you the this. problem. Like, uh, uh, man, no, it's the it's like a swath of I'm, I'm thinking specifically of the first track on Kendrick's last album when the newscaster's like, yeah, that's why I say hip hop's more dangerous to. to well, he just he just don't know enough about it, man. You can't get defensive about it. anybody who says that doesn't know enough about it. Yeah. Man, it's country country music with men talking about getting drunk and killing their wife, burying the bitch in the desert. Okay. Now, if that ain't crazy, I don't know what, but you, I mean, I mean we, like we, right. So what I'm saying, country, yeah, it, it like, all goes right. It's like, come on, man. I remember them trying to hang Marilyn Manson for shit. And is it's look the, what hip hop is guilty of. Okay. Is arrogating to themselves that because it's your opinion is actually important or people actually should adhere to that. That's what we guilty of as hip hop artists. We are. We are. I mean, probably as Americans, yeah. but in particular hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Niggas think because we have an opinion, then that's that's the end all be all. That's the it has to be this way. You know what I mean? Which doesn't create grounds for dialogue and dialogue is the breeding grounds for all resolve, homie. So are you talking about that thing that happens where so in culture in, in, in the country, my opinion, so like uh, I didn't vote for Trump and you did, so we can't talk. Yeah, like that's that thing. But inside that? like but inside black culture, black men, like, oh homie, like you don't you don't dress like I do, you ain't you See what I'm saying? Like I'll tell you a good example. It's all kind like that's the thing about being black, it's all shades and all everything, right? right. So if me and swag, we out. Okay, we identify with each other, we dress like each other, wear jewelry, whatever. Right? We see Rasta brother coming down the street. Okay, skin black as ours. Okay, but we see the dreads, mm -hmm. we see the beard, we probably see, you know, did a little Kroger sack look, you know, whatever. And uh, probably walk right by him. Never say nothing. Why? Because I just can't identify with how he look. See, look at what I've arrogated to myself. That I can't even speak to the brother. I can't even talk to him. I can't show him anything of appreciation for his being because I cannot identify with him. With the way he That's egocentric. Because he don't look like me, I don't patronize the the conversation. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't push the envelope for that. No, not knowing that the true value was in that. He Then he got a gang of shit to teach me because yeah. he ain't like me. I'll give you a good example. I'm going to motherfucking, let's say I'm going to Tennessee, right? The first thing I do when I get there as a rap hip hop guy, I'm looking for what kind of clubs, hip hop clubs they got. Knowing that Tennessee is a country, like listen, how about we go try a some country, country but I'm yeah. going to another city, yeah. clear across the fucking map, looking for some, looking for home. So it's like going to China looking for a Big Mac. Right, it's like my yeah. nigga. Like what do we, do? but that's, that's also, that's not just hip hop. That's not just that's like, human. that's just the American thing. That's human thing. That's just what human beings do, which, you get, if, if we kind of got out of that just a little bit, yeah. it'll help, right? A different question altogether. I was going to ask you how you would I, how you identify yourself. Like, you meet somebody that you've never met before. 
how do you identify? Like, how do you um, describe yourself? Brother, that's a great question. That's tough. And, I, um, and I'll tell you why I, I ask it, because we know that you rap. So it's easy to say, oh, Lockwest, the rapper. But that's like a thing you do. It's yeah. not sure, who yeah. you are. Well, I, what, what, how I would describe myself is very, very, very righteous. Not righteous in terms of I'm a goody two shoes, okay? But I'm open and I'm, I'm always open and ready for people. I want the energy. I want that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to just do what's right. How do we make everybody comfortable? You understand? Like the root word in righteous is right. That's why I use that. But I don't mean it in terms of like a Jesus or Muhammad, like, like a prophet. I don't mean that. Like, you know what I mean? A goody two shoes. I mean, like, can I get these guys some water? Like, what do we do that's right? Let's get us the proper space to work in. Let's, let's have... But that, let's make it accommodate. Um, that's me. When I describe myself to a person, it's that. It's I just want to do what's right. Now, do I always do it? Hell no. No, nobody does. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But when I describe myself, that's the feeling I want. That's the that's what I want to portray. That's the vibe I want to create, the energy I want to exude. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's a cool nigga. That nigga's straight. He always treat me fair. He's always, you know what I'm saying? He smiles. He I did like, you know, I try to keep the negative energy to a minimum. Do you get? Do you think you get typecast a lot because you rap, or do you do you even notice? Bro, it? I get typecast a lot. I think yeah, because I rap and like my appearance. You know what I'm saying? They see the jewelry. I probably walk. You know what I mean? A certain way. I talk a certain. Wear my clothes with a sag or whatever. And uh, you know, I mean, if if you look at if look, if you look at most of the people who do that, okay, they probably are a certain way. That's just fair to say. But I'm not. So, well, you were wrong this time because right. nothing is 100%. A broken clock is right twice a day. There's, yeah, there's got to be a lot of wrong in that assessment, too. Right? Well, like, a, it's going to be a lot of wrong, but it's like, uh, you know, 30% is a lot. It is. But st- yeah. 70 is still more than 30. So, right. I mean, I mean, right. you know, it's, it's, it's it. yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, I think that's kind of the approach I like to take is, yeah, it exists, right? Some yeah. stereotype came up because something happened multiple times. Right. And a bunch of people think it's the case, but... You miss out on 70% of the opera. Seven out of 10 yeah, people, yeah. you miss out on an opportunity to realize that, you know, three out of 10 is just bad people. Like, right, yeah. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, it's just, there's nothing you can do for these things. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter their color, what they, with, whether they're in hip-hop or anything. So that kind of leads to a question I was going to ask, something you mentioned earlier, just around representation, representing your own story. You Like you said, hey, someone took it, took a picture, sent it to the masses and that's where that stereotype came from right how do you feel like what what are you going what are you trying to do to tell that story from your words and what like what does that mean to you do you think that's a responsibility cuz well, i also think back to real quick on the black panther right like mm-hmm. just from a, my perspective i remember sitting there watching that movie and there was a lot of conversation about about it in the culture and i was sitting next to um, two probably 6 year olds young black girls Mm -hmm. watching the movie and just looking at the diverse representation of what it means to be a woman, Mm -hmm. let alone a black woman, Mm -hmm. right? Scientist, warrior, whatever it is across the spectrum Mm -hmm. in a way that hasn't been represented before. Mm -hmm. To me, that hit me as a, as a powerful message that continues to get better and better, bigger and bigger. And I'm curious where you want to play in that, because it sounds to me like you're right in the middle of that. Well, I just, look, I just want to tell the truth mm-hmm. about it all. I want to tell the truth about myself, 
the truth about where I come from. I mean, I want to be artistic too. It's write stories, made up story. You know, we do that all the time. But I just want to be truthful and honest and righteous about the information I deliver. Now, it's always it's not going to be motherfucking positive hunky dory all the time. It's not going to be like some Mickey Mouse stuff because life is real and it gets real and it's not always that in life. You feel me? So the music is going to represent that, but. In terms of me, I just want to tell the truth. So, why? Okay. okay, people, why? Because the truth is what it is. It needs no defense. You understand? You were created under the law of absolute truth. God did not put wings on your back. You understand? So if you jump off a 110-story building, then then stupidity deserves everything it gets because the truth is you succumb to gravity. That's the truth. You're a human being, right? Right? You don't have wings. That's what I'm interested in doing, keeping everything in line with truth. Have you always, is this a, a personality trait, a familiar, like, were you taught this? I'm wondering, because um, like- we, Hold on, first of all, it's all it's a personality trait for all of us. You're, you're a human being. You ever heard the terms kids are just brutally honest? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, somebody taught you had to learn how to be dishonest about things, okay? Right. So truth was always been in you. That's everybody, okay? So- but what I'm interested in doing is bringing it back to the absolute truth. Well, you have to ask yourself, well, what is that? The absolute truth is, as let's, okay, let's take into consideration the black community since we've been talking about that, okay. right? The absolute truth is most black people don't even realize that they are the cornerstone of society, okay? This is just science. It's not my opinion. This is just fact. Two people with dark colored eyes can make a light colored child because dark is dominant and light is recessive. Two people with light colored eyes cannot make a dark colored eye child because of the same reason. So it is with the skin color. You understand? Two black people can produce a light skinned black child, an albino or this or that. But two white people cannot produce somebody as dark as me. Which tell you that what? Where, where did the spectrum have to go from us to them? If listen, brother. If I if I'm your dad and I taught you something, right? Okay, and I got hit in my head one day and drugged through the mud and traumatized, and now I don't remember shit, and now you're teaching it back to me. Does that mean you're better than? I mean, you got the knowledge from somewhere. Who'd you get it from? Me, but be, now you got me fooled, turning me into something against myself because I'm not smart enough or I don't remember getting hit in my head and traumatized. What I'm interested in doing is uncovering that truth in my life. When my life is all said and done, niggas is gonna know the truth about things if, from my perspective. Now, are we gonna embellish a little bit? We gonna lie and turn up and do, yeah, man, we gonna live. You know what I mean? But when it's all said and done, they gonna be like, man, that nigga kept it real. Like, that's the truth, that's true. Because the truth needs no defense. So I guess I'll clarify my question well, you clarify partially. Truth is in everybody. But at some point, people get taught to deceive and to lie and all of that. Why is it that you're so comfortable with the truth? Because a lot of people aren't. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. Do you Have you ever been in a fight in your life? Do you remember them? How many? How many fights have you been in? I would say a handful. Like a handful. Five, six. Do you remember each one of them? Yeah. You remember the person? Yeah. Why, bro? It's only, how old are you? 35. And you mean to tell me that five small little instances in your life? What, what did you have for dinner three weeks ago on a Monday? No clue. Why? But you remember five fights you had years ago? You see, you see where I'm going with that? You're so right. Your nature is just to be righteous. What's truth? The truth is I need to eat. I need to be, I need to maintain this posture. 
when you every time you lean against that posture stores in your memory why because you went against it you're not supposed to be fighting and angry and at arms with people when and when you did it when you went against your nature what happened i remember it how can you remember that but you can't remember because eating is so right it's so natural it's so that's what it is that's why the truth is so important that's why i'm interested in telling it because every time i go against my nature homie that shit make me feel a certain type of way you understand i'm not with that that's real that's just what that is. I'm, that's not me being preachy. That's not nothing. You are a righteous being. You were created under that, guys. Like you just you know what you're doing. The right. right. That's, that's why, why when you when you stole something from church or wherever, when you stole, when you did some bullshit, that's why you can still remember it. I remember dollars I took out of my auntie's purses as a kid before she said I could have one. You see what I'm saying? Why do I remember that so many years ago? But I can't tell you what the fuck was on TV last night when I watched it. Right. Because. It just came so natural. That went against my nature and I stored that. That's why I'm interested in the truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when you get the truth out there, that's what niggas is gonna feel. They don't need no defense. It's just, it's just like a perfect puzzle piece. We don't have to force that. That's what it is. But the framework for you to follow is within you, yeah. bro. You get what I'm saying? Sure. That's 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 the framework. It's what God put in there. Yeah. We can't get caught up in that. Like, like for instance, look man, a baby, okay? If you were to lower it down, a baby that can't talk, defend itself, nothing. But if you were to start lowering it in water, right? Let's say you put it in the bathtub and the water is too high and he, he feels the water. He start, he'll try. How does he know to do that? How does he know to at least attempt to not breathe right now and take this stuff in? How does, because there's certain laws that were built within you that you just know. They understand depth perception. So if my little baby... Um, it's crawling and there's a gap between there's a you know a, a deep off. gap drop off between where he is and where i am he'll stop right there and reach for me why how does he know how does he know he gonna fall that tripped me out because i got a one-year-old and she, i was like oh you gotta watch her on the stairs you don't have to watch her on the no stairs. she knows she doesn't try Listen, to go down the stairs don't, and that that's natural law brother mm -hmm. not what some you, you understand i'm just trying to tell you that's what governs you they will know when they're doing bad. They will know. Like for instance, if they were doing something natural like eating, let's say you feeding them and you go, ah, ah don't do that. They'll look at you confused. But let's say they're going over to bother the TV and he says, hey, ah, they'll turn around. Look, like they kind of got the idea that, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be. That's natural law. That's naturally governing yourself. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, and, I, and I'm with you. And I, and I think my point being was we, we have these collective efforts to say, hey, we're all going to agree on a particular way. But that should be far higher level than it actually is. When sure. Yeah. About, oh, yeah. Talk, Hell when yeah. When we talk about we, like, yeah, we can all agree thou shall not kill each other. Like, yeah. we should not murder. Murder should be punishable because you're impacting yeah, sure. my life. But I think oh, that's yeah, what's so important yeah. about the, the emergence of, I don't want to even say microcultures, but subcultures. I don't even want to say that. But, like, like what you're trying to do in your ecosystem, bringing people up, bringing people, people up. Yeah, yeah. What we're trying to do, finding that same vibe yeah. that makes it more prevalent, more aware. All of a sudden, it starts becoming a normal rather than something that people, everybody fights that natural existence. Sure. I've fought it for years, yeah. right? Like I was taught, go to college, do that. Yeah. But my natural existence had me pulling a different place. Yeah. But I just didn't know what that was. Yeah. So I followed the path. And then all of a sudden, Rodney and I start a conversation some three years ago. And we start down this path. And it's like, this is now I've got where I am and I got to keep going there. Sure. But 
my energy, my vibes. See, I was just gonna ask you that. Right? Your mental state, because you started feeling like you were fulfilling your- Who I am. And that is what it's all about, And I think we're seeing more of that in today's society because we just have more people. So it ties back into the question you guys asked me about the hip hop culture. That's what we need more of, homie. Just follow what you naturally, you don't gotta follow this nigga. Paint your hair pink cause his is, or get face tattoos or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you wanna do that, that's fine, right? Or go to college cause your dad went or not go cause they didn't go or, you know, whatever you think your calling is, bro, just follow, it'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Look, your gift is your gift. You know what I'm saying? You won't be able to explain it like people. How do you rhyme, Locke? How do you? Man, I don't know because you can't explain your gifts. You understand? You didn't give them to yourself, so you don't. You how can you explain something you you didn't yeah. start? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that you. Just, but you have to just sharpen it and use it. Work at. You know what I mean? Man. And uh, and I think that's the key to it and all of this shit that we doing. That's what I try to do with my music. I just try to be as good of a conveyor belt as I can you feel what I'm saying like you know just take information and put it out there the way I want it out there put vibes out there the way that I think they should be or just share vibes with you know swag been in the studio with me plenty of times he can tell you just the vibe we try to create I don't got a thousand niggas in there with me right swag solitude bro we in there working it's like sometimes there may be a time where I want all my niggas in there with me but what I'm saying is that we need to be free thinkers and free enough to be able to be confident that what we're doing is right for us in that scenario, right? Yeah. So I don't have to be the typical rapper with a thousand niggas in the studio talking about where we from, what we finna do, who we finna go hurt or whatever, right? Now, if I wanna do that, fine, right? I mean, you're an adult, you can make the decision to go do that, but I shouldn't be, I shouldn't feel pressure to do it because this nigga is over here doing it. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I need to understand that there's a lane for me in life. There's a lane for everybody. You know what I mean? Um, no, keep going because I'm uh, going to change subject completely. Because I, you know, it's when you when you're centered, when you're on yourself, it's easy to have peace with others. And you know who right? knows that that idea of what we're trying to do, but what you're trying to do, and I think it's so interesting we get caught into as just a human condition to simplify our environment right it's why tv has such an influence on us it's why radio has such an influence i gotta wake up i gotta take care of my kid i gotta go to work i gotta put food on the table i gotta take care of all of that and at the same time honestly understand everything that's happening around me i can only i can only look at what i can look at right um and that's one of the things i love about this this concept of connected vibe, right? What we're trying to do. We're trying to do the exact same thing, right? And if the more people trying to do that come up, having this conversation and talking about it, even if it's a guy who's trying to rap or a guy who's trying to build a podcast or a guy who's trying to cook for a living, sure. it's all the same thing, right? We end up That's working well said. together. Well we end said, up being bro. together. We end well up said. living well, well together. together. And all of a sudden... We can accept our difference. Well, then you're not offended by somebody right? being different because than you. Because now we, oh, have a course, core, yeah. we have a core of connectivity. You embrace that. Yeah. And so now our differences are only offshoots of the core. And we can handle that. Like, oh, you might do this. I might not. But we can, we can hey, I respect it. Right. Sure, I respect yeah, what right. you do as long as it's not, you know, hurting somebody else. Going against That's your it. what? Righteous That's nature. It. That's it. Okay. The, the, look, I heard the minister say one time. 
Okay, the root word and, and the word righteous is right, obviously, yeah. okay? Now here's a person, I'll give you an example that he gave, wrong as hell, but just to show you how much of a righteous person you naturally are, okay? Let's say two niggas selling dope to each other or somebody selling you dope, right? And uh, I'm selling it to you and I give it to you and you notice you paid a specific price for a specific potency, right? I give you some watered down shit and you like, nigga, you charge me high for the booth, nigga? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna get at him. Why you gonna get at lot? Cause that nigga didn't do me right. Look at that. Yeah. He didn't do me right. right. Now in a situation, we talking about dealing dope, nigga. Right. I'm still talking, because why? I'm a righteous being by nature. Yeah. Period. That's it. Because what's right, I just know it yeah. inside. Yeah. Feel what I'm saying? It don't matter what the fuck you doing. You know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. You know every time you do wrong. You know what you stole. You know what I'm saying? It just all, it goes back to that harmony. That's why I keep trying to tell people. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's my main thing is just to get out there, get everybody back to the righteous nature of shit, bro. Just be you, man. I was never ashamed when I was a kid. You know, I remember in my college days, going down my block, nigga, I drove a little white Mustang, right? Do-rag on, okay? Speakers, banging Lincoln Park, loud as I, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is bro, before Jay-Z. Yeah. Hey, it starts with one. Before that, bro, yeah, before yeah, like all that shit, yeah, bro, yeah. right? And I remember pulling up on my homeboys, like these niggas like, man, what the fuck is this nigga doing? Like, bro, turn that, I was never ashamed to be me, bro. Why? Because it felt right. They don't feel right to you. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But it, I'm, I'm like. Uh, then the reason I dig into that is because I'm trying to help people understand how to get there for themselves. Because it seems to be very natural for you. It just yeah. is, bro. I just, and like, I, I, think, I think you have, think my right, mom is to be credited with that. Ah, uh, that's cool. Sounds like she's to be credited for a lot. All right. So uh, to my change of topic, what's your take on the word nigga? personally and in society it's a give and take thing you know i always ask people back to me those you know people in particular who ask why can't i say it are white people they ask me that right yeah. so they say why can't i say it and, and i and i and i and you know what i say why do you want yeah, to my say wife it says the same thing why do you want to say it what like tell me what like why what's so good like why are you just so on ass to like what is the issue like you get what i'm saying listen there's it's no a pejorative problem. word and i'll tell you here's here's my biggest problem with it and and this is well it comes from the word negro that means black and okay so here's here's the science on that in spanish because i do speak that language as well the word negro or negro is to describe something that's black right like my black shirt my black pants that black carpet, the black tire, whatever. All things that are what? Not alive, they don't exist. They don't live, you understand? You ask, you, you ask any person who speaks Spanish, they will tell you the reference for a person who is black or a dark one is called moreno. Right. You're right, or moreno, you understand? Right, so when they call, when, when slave owners chose to call black slaves Negroes, right, you don't exist. That's what we're calling, you're a black thing that doesn't exist, which is why you're only three, four, like you understand what I'm saying, you're just an object here. You don't necessarily exist, uh, you know, and so that is the derivative of the word, Negro, and then they just say nigger or whatever. Now, my take on it is when you take something positive, a negative, when you take lemons and make lemonade, okay, right. more power to you, man. I mean, shit, if that's what you, I use it a hundred times, I'm like Paul Mooney, nigga, 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 right. make my teeth white, okay? <laughs> I use it a hundred times a day. 
that becomes empowering in a way. Right. Right. Now then, but then, and then when, and when, hold on. And when people see your empowered, now they want to join in and kind of just right. I I think white people's problem with it is the fact that you made it empowering and that they can't have none of. Yeah, yeah, totally. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? saying? It's, it's, which is which is you can say it. I should be able. To there say you it. go. Which is a lot of white society. It's kind of like yeah. when you look at the history of our word it's, and just like what it actually means. It's just demeaning yeah. from the beginning. But there's also that that cultural appropriation of like hip hop culture is cool it's got good music yeah. it's you know we want that we want we to be part of that. that we want to be a part yeah. of that like rock and roll is rooted in in you know white people did not invent rock and roll and that started in the black community but they get credit we got it with, and Elvis gets credit well cause history is told by the conquerors you understand yeah. so when you master something black people may have created it but they didn't have the means to go out and make it prevalent amongst the world, right? Other people had that. But I mean, but look, I, I, to me, right? You can't cry over spilled milk. You just clean the shit, man. Look, you don't, don't, don't. I, I feel like, and this, I'm gonna take a lot of backlash for this, okay? But I feel like black people are crying and moaning and bitching and complaining about a problem that is ours and solely ours. Well, you started with this kind of. Sure, when I said that it's overrated. Yes. Right? Now, listen, we, sir or our own people we have our own doctors we have our own lawyers we have our own bankers we have our own politicians right we just named the four cornerstones of all the societies we have our own farmers we have our own every why can't we go into why are we so, so why do we want to be a part of this quote-unquote white man's world so bad when we can go build one of our own but so you can't continue to complain because white people don't treat you fair when you can fucking go buy a house like nigga you don't treat me fair in your house but i make a million dollars you're like nigga go buy your own house like what are you doing right how about we go do that what about what about black wall street that got burnt to the ground right what i'm saying when when successful sure. wealthy black folk sure. went and made a society and that got so how about we learn from the mistake they made Okay? They didn't build a society, a, a nation that was sovereign that could protect itself. You understand? They took for granted what they had and they, they, they took the enemy, they took the enemy for granted. You understand? They took for granted, they thought that these hate, the people who hate me, I'm not bothering them so they'll leave me alone. Trouble will just look for you, man. You understand? So we can take that example, learn from them, and just go from there. A wise king never seeks war, but is always ready for it. That's it. And so what you do is you just, okay, well, this is, we learn from their mistakes. This is what they did last time. This is what we're not going to do. Are we going to make some mistakes? Sure, but we ain't going to make that one. You understand? We're going to learn how to protect what this is that we have, right? It's, it's that idea going back to the beginning of what you're trying to do and build up that base. We talk about it. We said it, the generational wealth. Yep. That's that's what was lost in, in Black Wall Street, but at the same time, there's opportunity now to build it. I'm going to tell you what was lost more than the wealth in terms of money, the information. Information. Mm. Because people, people mistake education for information. Mm -hmm. No, information is power, not education. Yeah. You understand? Me informing you, are you knowing? You know what I'm saying? Because the information teaches me either what to do or what not to do. That's the real empowering thing, you know? Education, somebody selects that and chooses to teach it to me the way that they see it and the way that they wanna... They're controlling. They're telling you what information. And that's, 
Well, that's what the mistake that people make, you know. I can learn more, brother. I can learn more from sitting up under your grandfather. Listen to him talk about his life, his, his happenings, his stories, than I can from a college professor two semesters in. And that's part of everything that we're about, right? Is this idea of everybody's got a story, everybody's got somewhere, somewhere they came from, life experiences. And if we take a moment before we talk about politics, before we talk about um, the legality of, of marijuana or before we talk about whatever it is, guns, mm-hmm. I... Let me, let's talk about each other. Let me learn more about you. Mm-hmm. Let me know where you come from. from. And if you do that, the real power in that is, see, that goes back to that idea thing. I begin to figure out, well, actually, I got more in common with this dude. Yeah. Oh, damn. He plays sports, too. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. He likes that? Oh, my God. He's a Cavs fan. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, hey, I like LeBron. You see what I'm saying? And then next thing you know, look at that guard yeah. coming down. Hey, hey, let me get your number, bro. Where you hoop at? What gym you work out at? Look, yeah. see? Coming down, all be, I'm telling you, brother. Dialogue, yep. dialogue, is the key to anything, fam. Your girlfriend's mad at you. You want to know why, right? You so you have to sit down and do what? You gotta talk. Dialogue. That's it, man. That's it. You can't. There's something going on with your body. The doctor's sitting there talking to you. You have to dialogue. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the history of this world, we did not have the internet. The only way you gather information is stuff. Dialogue, it's, bro. It's education, I can go read a book. We can read well, the same book. That's cool. I'm, reading I'm a book, that's still a dialogue. I'm not going yeah, to know how you think about that book unless we talk about it. That's we it, might period. take something entirely different away from it, and you might teach me something, and I might teach you something, and we read the same book. There it is. Prime example, swag. Okay? He shoots video. Now, this guy's a professional. He do this shit all day, every day. I don't know the first. I don't know about this shit yep. but he still asked me well how do you want to but what what do I, I what the fuck do i know it doesn't matter because what is important is that we dialogue this thing out so he gets it right right you see so on and so forth it's, dialogue is the key to any i keep telling people like if we can't communicate we can't exist period if we can't communicate we can't exist lock west yes sir man this has been fantastic taking all these notes because i'm just thinking you got me thinking about a lot of things so thank you no thank you brothers i pre like you think you i have you thinking like i am now like the the hamster is on the wheel bro running you know what i'm saying and so um this platform that you guys provide homie is i can't i can't tell you how excited i was honest to god to do this like you know what i mean it's just good it's man it's healthy it's righteous this shit is right on time it's like you know what I mean? You guys are doing a very necessary, great thing. And don't ever undercut that shit. Don't ever sell that short, bro. Ever. So so for our guests, and like, what's next with you? I just partnered up uh, in a company uh, called Care Beyond. And what we do is um, we offer natural CBD products to people, right? I smoke marijuana. Not everyone smokes. But everybody should be able to have the access to the things that allow you the things that, you know, hemp plants and marijuana leaves allow you. So what we did at Care Beyond, what they were successful at doing is, you know, you can pretty much, especially here in Southern California, you can get CBD from a lot of places, right? But what the difference between our company is, we've made it 
specific to things. We've tailored it to things. So let's say, for instance, if you you always have a lot of energy and you're always good, but you seem to get sick a lot. You catch colds. OK, there's a difference between taking a multivitamin and then taking vitamins or things that are specific to what you need them to do. Right. So most CBD is that multivitamin. It's the the, the big picture thing. You know, but so it, it's cannabidiol. It's that's what it is. It, it's right. The non-psych. Right. It's non-THC. It's the healing agents in a hemp leaf, marijuana leaf. So what our company was successful at doing is making that specific. So if you get sick a lot, but you always have a lot of energy, but you just want something to help you. We have a product CBD product specifically for that tailored to that. Nobody's doing that. And you can go to carebeyond.com slash my best life. You know what I'm saying? And um, you can see the products that they offer and the things that, you know what I mean? That, that afford you natural, holistic ways. And it's not as non-THC. You will not test positive for marijuana right. if you take these things. What's what's projects are going on right now? Like how? Can well, we right now, well, right now, what we have available uh, for download everywhere. You can go right to my Instagram and get that. Um, is uh my last project i got a deal with sony a couple of years ago okay. a distribution deal and my first project was called city days junkie nights obviously a play on words going off of you know and uh it's dope we love it swag my video guy he yeah. shot the first video off of it yeah. and um and so the next one will be morning vibes it's kind of like after after you had that crazy night. day yeah. and night that yeah. day it was the album is based on this this all happened in one day you know what I mean all the scenes and the songs all tie into one day the next one is called morning vibes this is what we want to do after we had a day like the one yesterday right. feel what I'm saying blow veg out and so this one is gonna be super dope mm. it's gonna be that vibe it's just gonna be that chill but it's still talking about all the necessary things like i got a crazy song called like it is it's just kind of like lashing out at society like i'm gonna tell it like it is you know so the music industry politics a little bit black people white people it's just you know it's all it's like i'm just gonna tell it like it is you know what i mean and what's the instagram the instagram is at the real lock when you put it on the line that's when they think it's a crime Niggas probably couldn't tell their asses from the elbows. See them in the windows of the places where they sell souls. Just to get a tail told it probably wouldn't stick if it was Velcro. Most these niggas claiming hoods got receipts and they wallets, nigga. You ain't even from the city. I reject your deposit, nigga. LA niggas run the world, yeah, nigga, I said it. Niggas didn't have it in them, so they had to come and get it. And we never get the credit. You can take it as a threat, but it's a promise, nigga. Police killing niggas broad day, guess they want a blackout. So I be on my brother Malcolm by the window with the Mac out. You say justified killing, I say black lives matter. We see all the blood spilling, why it's only our splatter. Fuck the talking now, nigga, bitch, I'm anti-chatter. This a perfect day to die, nigga.